My name is David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, are you kidding me? Today's show, I get to interview the one and only Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse, my brother. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, David. Um, I just walked in and I, I ran into you and I was like, sure. I know. We were like, hey, let's just make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I was checking out the stadium and everything and thought I'd come say hi. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, do, shooting this show today for my good friend, Ryan Morphin's office, which is right overlooking the Dallas Cowboys practice field. Uh, not sure if you're a Cowboys fan or not. I think you're a Pats fan, right? Huge Pat and Buccaneers fan. I love Tom Brady. Oh, well, there's your plug, Tom Brady. There, you got, you, we got we to make that connection happen. So let's get into it, brother. I am just so excited to be sitting down with you today. So thankful that, A, you got fully acquitted. You, you got justified by your actions because I was not, I know I'm not the only person that was just hoping that the jury got it right. So obviously, I'm sure you know about Kyle's story, um, but he was fully acquitted. We were all so excited for that to happen. But I want to rewind a little bit. I want to go back to what this young man's life was like before all this happened, because he was just 17 when this happened. You just had a birthday. Yeah, uh, well, um, I was 17 and a half. 17 and a half, all right. So um, you got to have those halves when you're, 17. yeah, when you're young. When you get older, then you're like, you hold on to that day, that age until you have to change your age. So you were 17 and a half, and you know what? You were a cadet. You were working with the fire department. You were working with the police department. You were out there. You had a heart of service already. Yes, I was a firefighter EMT cadet, and I was a police explorer. All right. Do you have a girlfriend? I, well, a couple. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you, were, you, were, you were keeping your options open? Yeah, yeah. So you are... Uh, uh, you single parent? Has your dad been in the picture? Um, my dad lives in Kenosha, but mainly my mom. Uh, you she's, your mom. She's a single mom, so I was helping with bills and everything with my mom. Yeah, so 17 and a half, you're, you're working to even help pay for the bills of your house because your mom's three jobs, and you get called into this entire thing. Uh, we've all seen it. I don't want to go back and, and rehash and relive all of that stuff. Because I want to focus on you just being, you know, a, a young man with a huge heart to serve your community. And then you, you find yourself in this position where literally, I mean, when I'm watching the videos, I'm thinking everything this young man did is justified because I've also seen the videos where Antifa literally surrounds somebody and stomps on them and pummels them or kills them, shoots them. So I'm like thankful that you got out of there. But what was going what was going through your mind once everything had happened and you're in Kenosha, you're there trying to, you know, uh, bring medical attention to people, and then this attack starts to happen. What when all that started to happen? Did you did you could you tell that everything was elevated to a point where they literally? I mean, they were saying we want to kill you, but could you feel all that happening? Um, well. Um, when I was getting attacked, the only thing I was thinking, I was like, I'm about to die. That's what was uh, going through my head as I'm trying to run and get away. I'm like, this is where I die at 17. Wow. So you were literally thinking, I'm about to die. Yes. Because your, your, your composure, you know, your finger, index finger extended, not on the trigger, shows a lot of restraint and shows a lot of composure. But you were literally expecting and thinking that this was going to be it. Yes. It, 
as I was running away, I was like, I'm going to die. Now, when you fell and rolled to the ground and they were trying to, uh, he was trying to get your gun, you could see the one gun. Um, for you to still, in that moment, did you, were you ex anticipating and expecting to just try to get him to leave you alone when you shot? Or literally you were shooting because you saw the gun and it was, it was either you or him? Um, I was uh, shooting to stop all the threats um, to make sure that I got to go home as they were trying to kill me. Yeah, I just, I can't even imagine um, going through something like that. And then, and then the, the upside down world that we currently live in, where, you know, Kyle and I actually have something in common. We've both been called white supremacists, white supremacists. <laughs> now, you, you, the people you shot were white, and I'm a black guy. How in the world could either of us be labeled such a thing? When that started to happen in the mainstream media, just started calling you, you know, this mass, mass shooter, labeling you a white nationalist, a white racist. What were you feeling inside your heart? What was going through your head? I was, I was very disappointed with the media and everything because I believe the media has a job to report the facts, good or bad, no matter what, instead of pushing their own narrative. And that seems to be all they really have been doing, not just in you. You got sucked into that whole thing. But really, uh, you know, they, they continue to try to just skew the narrative. Do you, do you think, and I don't know if you thought about it like this, but do you think that the, the mainstream media's attack on you was really perpetuated for their hate for Donald Trump because he came out and support, so at least supported waiting to hear about all the facts? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I thought it was more like trying to, like, um, for gun rights, I thought it was more on an attack on people's right to their Second Amendment rights. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was that as well. But I know when Joe Biden and we were, we're going to talk about lawsuits in a little bit, because I know I know I know you haven't said anything. I know you're not talking about it. You're letting the lawyers do it. But I know if I was in your shoes, I would have a list of people that I would be like, no, that was public slander. That was defamation. And Joe Biden would be at the top of that list. But he literally, in that town hall meeting, debate with President Trump, he literally threw you under the bus as a white nationalist uh, murderer, basically, and, uh, and Trump defended you. So I think that even added on and piled on to the, the people that are already trying to grab our guns. Um, when you saw Joe Biden say that, tweet, he tweeted that, and uh, basically throwing you under the bus as a white supremacist, how did that make you feel? You know, I was very upset at our presidential candidate and... You should uphold professionalism and law instead of skewing false narratives just because just because that's what you want to say and you want to win something. I just don't think it's right. And I was very disappointed in him. So when he when he won the election, how'd that make you feel? Um, I <laughs> look, I'm not a political guy and I, I can't know. even vote. I know not politically, but as somebody that personally slandered you. I don't think that can make anybody feel good to have somebody personally slander you then win the biggest office in the country. Um, like, I don't know much about politics. And I, like, I've never voted in my life, so I don't know how that works. So. Well, you just turned 18, so you can't. Yeah. So I'm glad you didn't vote. If you did vote, I'd call you a Democrat if you weren't 18 yet. <laughs> Dead people and people that shouldn't be voting is, seems to be who they get to vote for, uh, for who they want to win. But yeah, so you haven't voted yet. Uh, haven't really had a reason probably to be political. Like, I don't, I don't see politics in anything, even though a lot of people say there's a lot of politics in my case. I don't see it. I just see it about a case of self-defense. That's what it should have been all about. Yeah, that's 100% what it should have been all about. So who else hypothetically 
would be on the list. You know, I, I know LeBron James, it's all over social media right now. LeBron James slammed you for crying at trial. How did that make you feel when you saw LeBron slamming you for crying? Wait, wait, wait. Were those, were those tears fake? They weren't. I, I don't see how anybody would even try to throw that on somebody that's going through what you went through. But when you saw that, how'd you make you feel? Well, I used to be a huge Lakers fan. I, I loved LeBron James, but now I'm very disappointed and upset about him. And it's just not right what he said. Yeah. Would he be added to that list, maybe? <laughs> well, right now we're focusing on other things. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, we're focusing on other things right now. Keep it close to the vest, brother. Keep it close to the vest. I, I appreciate that. So whether he should be in there or not, who else threw you under the bus? What about the fact that, you know, I was one of the first ones, uh, as soon as I saw the video footage, I posted it on Facebook. And I've got 2.2 million followers on Facebook. And my engagement used to be through the roof on Facebook. Now they're slamming me, and they have been for since October, you know, just throttling my reach. But immediately they started labeling it as uh, violent, inciting violence to just see you defend yourself. And they began to ban pages in support of you or your legal defense fund. I think Mark Zuckerberg, we actually have a clip, Mark Zuckerberg uh, actually even came out and said himself that they classified it as a, uh, a mass shooting event and they didn't want to incite violence. Uh, here's the clip, let's watch Mark share this himself. Um, you know, the first thing is we designated the, uh, the shooting as a mass murder and uh, and removed uh, the shooter's page um, and his accounts from, from Facebook um, and Instagram. And I think the preliminary analysis on that doesn't show that there was any premeditation or, or discussion of, um, you know, suggesting that he was going to do this ahead of time. Okay, so not mass shooting, mass murder. He called you a murderer. Kyle, the CEO, founder of Facebook, called you... The biggest company in the world called you a mass murderer. Would he be on that list of people that should be uh, held accountable? Like I said, uh, we're focusing on uh, bigger <laughs> things right now. Um, uh, we're handling other things at the moment. And this kid doesn't want a future in politics. Brother, <laughs> you are diplomatic when it comes to keeping things close to the... I appreciate that, though. I appreciate that. Hypothetically, I could tell you what I would do. Mark Zuckerberg would definitely be on the top of that list if he referenced and called me a mass murderer and then I was vindicated in court, I'll tell you that, especially then for him to ban, how many pages, do, do you have any idea how many pages you had to put up or your legal defense team had to put up to just try to get funding to, to help you fight your case? Do you have any idea how many pages they, they banned and blocked and took down? There's so many um, to even think about. It's quite disturbing actually. Um, and I'm, I'm really disappointed in Facebook because they should just let, because everybody has that First Amendment right to voice their opinions and concerns, no matter what it is. Yeah. And I'm very disappointed that they were like, no, we're not going to let you um, spew your opinion. Or, well, in my case, the facts. We're not going to let you talk about the facts of what happened, which is very disturbing and upset. Yeah. And upsetting. If you could tell Mark something, look right into that camera and just say what, you, what you'd say to Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, I, I do urge you to go back and watch the trial and look at the facts of what happened. It may change your mind. That's a nice way to put it, Mark. You should watch the trial, the facts, and you should make a public apology to this young man for referring to him as a mass murderer. Absolutely despicable.
And uh, again, I hope you do take his butt to court because nobody with that much power and authority, especially over the world of social media, should be able to brand somebody guilty until proven innocent. Yet that's exactly what you did, Mark. So hopefully you're going to you know, get hit right where it hurts in the pocketbook. So, uh, all right, you're vindicated. I saw you break down in court. I was watching it live. I went live right after it and just shared with my audience, was so happy and thankful. What was that moment for you, that, that moment of relief? What, what did you feel? What was flooding you when you heard the very last count, all of them, not guilty? What were you feeling? Uh, well, it was like a huge weight off my shoulder, and I don't know if I could speak for um, my entire team, Mark, Corey, Dave, Natalie, LT, Kenny, TC, but I'm sure they were probably, every verdict was, yeah. Okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. Yeah. After each verdict, I can't speak for them, but oh, it was like a huge weight off my shoulder, I'm sure, on theirs because they've been with me from the beginning and helped me through this, through all this, mentoring me and helping me through this. Mm. I know. Uh, did you did you remember what happened, or did your legs just kind of give out because you just collapsed? Um, so <laughs> my knees buckled inward. Um, I was so lightheaded and dizzy from it because just going in. So I had all that adrenaline and it was just the adrenaline washed away. And I'm like, this is over. This is actually over. Yeah. I can move on with my life. Now, rewind to the beginning of the trial. What did you think the outcome was going to be? Well, um, we can't really predict um, what the, I couldn't really predict what the jury was going to do. We had a great jury consultant, Joan Demetrius, an amazing person. She's actually more than a, um, jury consultant. She's like, she was like a rock for my entire family for somebody my mom can lean on and hold while this was going on. But we couldn't really predict the outcome and we were just hoping the jury got it right, which they did. So were you trying to not get into feeling any one way? Cause the trial's happening. Were you watching what people were posting on social media after the trial in the evening, were you, were you, were you, were, were you trying to just stay away from all of it and just focus on getting through it? Uh, well, I wasn't watching any stuff um, about the trial. Um, I watched a couple like YouTube videos by like Johnny Walker, Dredd and Rakita Law. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really uh, pay much attention to that because I was sitting there all day. But I did. I did enjoy the memes. Yeah, there were some there were some good memes when literally the the uh, prosecution's own witnesses began to vindicate you <laughs> what did you what did you think when that happened um well it's very unusual because the prosecution is supposed to call witnesses that help their story but all their witnesses were helping me which which is like why i tried this case in the first place yeah i know that i was praying i believe millions of americans were praying for the witnesses to do the right thing to speak the truth and for the jury, I w- we were praying for courage for the jury because, and look at, uh, to my knowledge, there hasn't been massive riots and chaos in Kenosha like when, you know, like last summer from the, uh, from your acquittal. But that is, I believe what a lot of the, a lot of the people that I was talking to and hearing from were concerned about the jurors thinking that it was just going to set loose this chain of, a re- of reaction of just massive riots, chaos all throughout Kenosha, Wisconsin. And, uh, and it didn't really happen. No. And back to that, thank you, everybody, for all the support for when uh, Dave started talking about it and pushing 
um, with the fundraising at freecalusa.org. It really meant a lot to us to help pay those legal bills. It was really hard, but we got through it because of you guys. Thank you guys so much for that. Yeah, and that was when you guys got to see me interview um, Dave, uh, David Hancock, and he's like your security. He was security for you when he got you out. And they became good friends. Yeah, right? he's he's more than that. He's a mentor. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call him security, but he, he keeps me safe. He's like helps us through all of this. Just an all around great guy. Just an amazing person to be around. He's taught me so much about life and shared his stories with me. It's just he's a great guy to be around. That's so good. I know when I had him on the show, he said it started out as security, but it became much more than that. He was like, brought you under his wing, was there for you. You've become probably like brothers now. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, thank you to my audience. When I had uh, uh, David on the show to, before the trial to talk about it, nobody was really, there weren't a lot of people doing interviews with David and they at least had large pages to try to get the message out. And you needed, your team needed legal funds. They needed defense. So I think it was, uh, it was a good chunk of money that came in. So freekyleusa.com is still up, correct? Freekyleusa.org. Freekyleusa.org is still up. They still, they're going to need funds now even to, to go after what they're doing and just to pay for what you got. So please, if you, even if you have already, uh, now you can feel vindicated in your giving to go to freekyleusa.org. All right, I've got some more questions for you. I'm going to do a quick word from... Uh, uh, from my sponsor today, though, friends. Friends, if you love the David J. Harris Jr. Show and you love the guests that I get to bring on, one of the best things you can do to help support me and my show is to support yourself. Get over to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is an amazing patriot. He's fighting for election integrity in our country. He even helped get Kyle out of jail. He put $50,000 to Kyle to get out of bail, to post bail back in the beginning of this thing, and he took a lot of heat from the mainstream media for it. So the best discount code is still Trump 2020 because he believes it's not over or just the fact that 2020 is going to go down in the history books as the year that everything began to change and turn for the better in our country. So for the best discounts, go find something for yourself. I've got his dog beds. I've got his pillows. I've got his mattress topper. I love it. Use the code Trump 2020 at MyPillow.com. And and thank you, Mike, uh, for I understand the donation. Thank you so much for that, for helping being able to post the bail. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. He's a patriot. What would we do without these patriots out there? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we'd be uh, sitting here talking today. No, we wouldn't. We'd be the USSA, United Socialist States of America, and we'd, be, uh, have, we'd have a commie flag. It's a lot, that's what a lot of people want. All right. So let me ask you this. I want to get into this. Uh, were you surprised when the Kenosha DA decided to charge you with murder? Um, a little bit. I was, I was very surprised and I was very disappointed with our legal system because their job is to uphold the law and the facts, no matter if they like it or not. That's their job and their duty to not just me, but to the citizens of the United States. It's, it's our right. You know, and, and the other crazy thing to me, again, they, they labeled you a racist. You shot white people that were attacking you, but they label you a racist. And the one thing about the black community in this country I don't believe that racism is systemic right now, although it could be turning the other way when you've got corporations that are literally trying to teach kids and teach and have their employees learn that white means you are already a, a victor and you're already an oppressor and black already means that you're oppressed. Other than that, I don't think there's systemic racism against the black community in this country. But having said that, there's one thing that the black community should understand, 
And that is when you do get set up by the police, when it happens, and it's happened in this country, and the black community's had a riff with that for a long time, you share that sentiment. You sh that literally is what happened. It wasn't the police doing it, but it was the DA. It was the individuals that were literally trying to hamstring you for murder when you were in, in self-defense. And yet instead of you being attributed to somebody that's being falsely accused by the DA and being trying to try to be charged with murder, they're calling you a racist. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's very upsetting to see that, and it's it just makes me sad that that's where it's come to, that they resort to calling me a racist when it's just factually incorrect. Yeah, I uh, something needs to change in this country, but in, 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 and until we as a nation as a whole understand that the real battle is with the propaganda from the mainstream media and them trying to skew how we believe and think about certain topics until we understand that that is the number one issue. Donald Trump said it. They're not after, they're not after him. They're, after, they're, they're not after us. They're after him. And the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. Until we understand that, it's like, I don't know that we're, people got to wake up to that fact first. So let's get back to something a little personal. Have you even had a chance now since the trial's over, you're vindicated? Um, have, did you have to go through any friends like distancing themselves from you or, or turning on you? And have they came back now? Or what's happening in your personal life? Uh, none of my friends really uh, turned on me. They've all Good. always been supportive of me through this entire thing. The one person who has turned on me is my aunt. Um, no. She like started like saying these like negative things about me on social media which is it's very upsetting because that's family was family i don't consider her family anymore that's horrible mm -hmm. was she why was she doing that i don't know um i don't know but it was she a blm uh apol apologist you know sympathizer is that kind of what it was i think she just wanted to like make a name for herself or something i don't i don't really know but it was just upsetting to hear my aunt say that yeah that happens too I did hear in one of your interviews that, and you may have had a chance to think more about it, but I heard in one of your interviews that you were, you liked BLM. Expound on what that, what you meant by that. Well, I support the BLM movement. I support, like, I support the right to demonstrate and protest. I don't support rioting and looting. Exactly. So see, when I think about the BLM movement, I think about them being, you know, anti-father figure. Yeah, you, yeah, you like the message overall. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the message. I like the message behind the BLM movement. I don't like the rioting and the looting. Right. Yeah. The uh, when I think about BLM, I think about their anti-nuclear family. You know, they're pro everything that's against nuclear family. And now we find out that the leaders of the movement made millions off the movement and then went and bought a bunch of houses. And what have they done for the black the black community? So it sounds like you appreciate the fact that some black folks want to have a message that's pro-black, do it without rioting and looting. Exactly. Is what you're, all right. That's where, I, that's where I felt you were kind of falling and you probably, I don't even know if you knew anything about BLM before the whole thing happened. You were just out there trying to protect your city, right? Like I'm just a kid who, who used to film garbage trucks. I, it, was, it wasn't part of my realm. Right, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think you had any uh, deep knowledge or understanding or, or, or any reason to at that age and what you were going through. So I, I, I agree with that. I, I hear you. People have the right to be as crazy as they want, but just don't riot and don't burn cities and don't burn buildings and don't shoot people uh, out, of, on, out of cold blood, <laughs> you know?
which is what happened with David Doran, that police chief that just got shot and killed. Uh, let me ask you this question. Do you regret, regret any of your actions on the night of the riots? Um, I, hindsight being 2020, I probably wouldn't have gone there, but I defended myself and that's what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hindsight, it got really bad, really fast with all, with the, with the number of people that were there rioting and, and just out for ultimate destruction. Exactly. City was on fire. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So I hope you know that, uh, you've got millions of people that have, that have been praying for you and that are praying for you. Um, do you feel that? Do you feel the prayers for people? Do you, are you a person of faith? Would you I say am. you? I, I believe in God. I believe in God has been with, with me from the beginning. And it just means a lot that people are out there praying, donating, just talking to God. I talk to God every single night. Yeah. Um, I wear my cross everywhere I go. It's just, I've never, a lot of people don't know this, but I've never prayed for an acquittal because it's mm. out of my control. Mm, wow. I've, I've always prayed for the strength to get through whatever whatever happens. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's 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 saying something. Not praying for acquittal, just believing and trusting God, and then just praying for the strength to make it through. So, what are your what are your final thoughts, brother? If you just to to the people out there that have been watching and supporting you, and that are and that are so thankful that you got acquitted. Uh, what's your message to them? What's your message about what you're, what you're getting ready to do or what do you want to share? Um, thank you all so much for everything, the donations, the prayers. And I want to give a quick shout out to everybody who's been in my circle, LT, Dave, Kenny, TC, um, Mark, Corey, Natalie, John, John's husband, the people who've helped mentor me, guide me and get through this difficult time and helped me grow as a human. Thank you to them and thank you to you guys. So good. Well, Kyle, we've been praying for you. We're going to continue to pray for you, brother. And uh, I mean, you got your whole life ahead of you, right? And you've been propelled to the forefront of something that I believe is so necessary that we fight for in this country. We need to stand up and defend our Second Amendment rights at all costs. Uh, we're looking at what other what, what's happening in other countries right now that gave up that right or that gave up their guns that went with a willful buyback, I think you embody exactly what this country needs to understand is that we all need to have the ability to defend ourselves. Because when the crap hits the fan, 911 isn't fast enough. We gotta be able to handle it. So God bless you, brother. I'm just praying that God would continue to open up new doors for you and that hypothetically, hopefully, you do drop some lawsuits. And when you do, I hope it sends shivers down the backs and spines of every single person that called you a mass murderer or threw you under the bus because people need to be held accountable for that. Well, thank you so much for having me on, David. It was a great talk with you. Absolutely, thank Kyle. You so my, much. my pleasure, brother. Anytime. So friends, please, if you haven't already, share the mess out of this. Don't forget to get over to MyPillow.com, use that code TRUMP2020, and get to FreeKyleUSA.org as well to support my brother. God bless you. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show.